Welcome to the WebPro Podcast, the show for wedding professionals and business owners. Each month, we bring you top industry experts, business chat, and hints and tips to grow your business. I'm Katie. And I'm Roxy. Welcome to the WebPro Podcast. WebPro podcast and today we're going to be chatting to Rowan Draper from Porta Voce and we're going to be chatting all things uh, how to win those clients and influence prospects so um, Rowan we caught up last week thank you for joining us firstly and we were chatting and um, all about kind of speaking and public speaking weren't we and this is kind of your forte really and we were chatting really about uh, speaking within your business uh, and having that kind of confidence to talk to new prospects, whether that is um, consultations or at wedding fairs or, you know, however that prospect kind of comes up. Maybe it's a networking event or yeah. maybe just generally yeah. networking out and about. People don't realise that when you're talking about your business, that is networking, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, we chatted all things about, you know, tips and and. So thank you for joining us. We're really looking forward to kind of sharing that with our audience today. I think it's something actually that a lot of people will be struggling with, but probably just kind of mulling through it on their own without realising there are things you can do and to help kind of, kind of get through that. So um, tell us and our listeners a little bit about you, Rowan, and kind of your background, because like, you've got such a varied kind of speaking background, haven't you? Um, thank you for having me. and. Um, but basically, my background has been performing and speaking in public for about 20 years. Between 12 and 15 of those has been performing. Uh, productions from Shakespeare to Sondheim to Sophocles. So wide variety of different backgrounds. So um, everything from uh, mad dictator rulers to uh, gangster secondhand uh, men. Um, and everything in between. Did you always love performing? Did you always know that you were going to kind of get into that kind of space or? Yeah, so um, I I would class myself as an extrovert and I've always kind of wanted the attention. Um, so I've always wanted the spotlight to be on me, which made me gravitate mm-hmm. to uh, performing. Um, and then as I got older, I got more interested in the acting side of um, identifying with a character and uh, performing in that sense. So less about, hey, here I am, this is me, and mm-hmm. more about the, the nuance yeah. and minute of, you know, how you would act or react in, you know, that. say, for example, uh, The Crucible, where you've got John Proctor and he goes from a, a really quiet sort of introspective to a shout you know this is my name i am not signing uh my yeah. my name to say that i'm a, a a witch or you know or whatever i think um it's really interesting actually and you know people kind of think um and i don't know if it's something that's kind of put into people when they're children that either you've got this kind of kind of that you like to put yourself out there and like you describe yourself as that extrovert character or you you do fall into the more introverted yeah. kind of thing and, and I, I don't know whether that gets labeled early on but um obviously you found 
um, then turning this into your business, which we'll talk more about as we, as we go on. How do you, do you find that people kind of fit themselves into either of those two categories or um, is it something that people do struggle with that kind of meeting new people, chatting to new people, that sort of? I think people may identify themselves, they may not label themselves as such. I know from speaking to people on local government courses that it does vary and some people will identify with being an introvert or an extrovert depending on the course level. Um, but I think that, you know, at our heart, we can all be introverted and we yeah, do yeah. need to take the time for ourselves. Uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, being will obviously help with um, making a lot of the really early opportunities in you know in your development as a as a young person or a child it, if you're an extrovert it's going to help you because you're not going to be as self-confident about yeah and I, and I, that is interesting what you kind of said there there is this kind of um people find and you know we're gonna we're definitely gonna relate this to kind of the things that we find in our business as wedding professionals um certain things are can be stumbling blocks can't they you know yeah. what do you do in your business and even something somebody asked me this yesterday or you know how, how's the business going Kate and I'll I'll I'm one of these people that will go oh yeah it's all right and I don't really ever stand up proud and say yeah you know, this is what we're doing and this is what we've achieved and you know there's there's almost that kind of block isn't there like mental block getting over that and actually mm. having that confidence to say oh this is what i do do it really well uh, do you want to find out any more information about that yeah this is this is now what you kind of teach people as to how to kind of talk in their business don't they yeah so effectively public speaking i would uh, describe it is the ability to represent yourself in the way that you want to do so so whether that's a, a wedding fair a networking meeting or just down the local shops and somebody says you know in, you might be wearing a branded hoodie or like i'm wearing a branded polo look tell me more about what you do tell me more about your business and it's having the the ability to be confident about what you do and knowing that what you do is of value and that other people yeah. will find that to be of value yeah and i, and I do think that is uh, it is something that i still struggle with now and I, I almost tell myself not to do it actually when people people obviously ask oh what is it what is it that you do or they might have seen something that we've done on facebook and we'll say oh like it looks like you're doing well for yourself and we th th my automatic response is oh yeah that nah, all right like it's almost like like you said that confidence mm -hmm. to be able to say no, it's almost kind of it's almost kind of british in the sense that we try to play down our success and sometimes that's totally the wrong thing to do so having the confidence to say actually you know what we've gone from strength to strength we're building more groups and yeah. more um more brand ambassadors and you know whatever the specifics are to our business it's about having the confidence to say actually yes this is worth talking about and then, about and then, and then that turns into that conversation doesn't it you know like when you when you look at it from the first way that i kind of said oh yeah like it's going all right it almost shuts the conversation down whereas if you can kind of confidently own what you do and and invite that up into a bit more of a conversation that's yeah. where that person then becomes interested in your business but then 
may go on to tell other people or maybe they are interested in what you do like you said maybe it's somebody that yeah. has asked you it's funny that you say somebody uh, on the school run wears a branded hoodie about oven cleaning and i keep meaning to, <laughs> to grab her but you know you don't know do you like where those opportunities yeah. are going to kind of come up and um we definitely wanted to kind of chat to you about kind of any kind of tips that you've got for people and we're going to talk to you kind of go through those kind of things with you so now you you work with two sets of people now don't you in your business you work with kind of people getting married but and then you also work with other business owners don't you yeah yeah so basically i'll work with anybody who wants to uh, improve their public speaking one of the reasons why i started my business was I was up and one of the fathers of the bride who was about to give their speech was really nervous and I thought you know with my experience of 10 to 15 to 20 years at that point I was thinking well, why is this an issue because it's not an issue for me so why should it be an issue for somebody else but if they've never been in that position where um, coaching or they might not be an extrovert, that it might not be something that they've ever had to do in their professional lives. So it was about identifying that that support is needed. So we, and obviously, we, yeah, um, we spoke to somebody last week actually after I'd had a chat with you, and they said that the number one fear in the world is of public speaking. So it's not even of spiders, or you know, we all know somebody that's scared of spiders. It's actually yeah. public speaking, and it and it comes down to like she said, it was uh, this person that I was chatting to about it said it's very innate in us. It's almost uh, like primal, is in that. Um, you know that you're putting your, yourself out there to be judged and what would have happened years and years and years ago yeah. would have been that you'd either have been challenged, um, we're talking like pre-modern society, you'd either have been challenged or you'd have been killed or, you know, and, mm. and people have this kind of fear in the back of the head that they're not going to, almost maybe that people might, you know, laugh at them maybe or, you know, there is definitely mm. a lot of nerves around kind of public speaking and it's important to think, you know, we're, we're chatting about public speaking today in the sense of um, speeches, like you said, at, at weddings, for example, but kind of any kind of speaking, um, whether that be hopping on a Facebook Live and doing that in, to your audience or whether that is meeting new prospects at a wedding fair, it's all kinds of public speaking, isn't it? And there are tips and hints to, to, and strategies that you can use to kind of present yourself better in those situations. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, I can I can run you through some some quick fire tips on how to approach it. Um, the one thing that I would say is that conf uh, confidence in public speaking is a skill like any other. Yeah, Just yeah. like one of the things that I'm doing at the moment is learning to drive. Um, and the difficulty that I had in the first few lessons learning clutch control, as those people who drive will know is a big thing to get over but once you get over it you kind of think well what was i worried about yeah and it is that thing isn't it that when you um as with anything in your business or in your life like the more practice that you get at something the better that you can kind of be yeah yeah for sure and um, one of the one of the things that will will demonstrate this is when you are um in a production or a performance uh, rehearsal process you don't just do it once and then think that you're production ready. You work on it for weeks. You'll spend hours going over the same scene, 
is this the right is this the right way of saying what i'm saying do i need to look at the audience here do i you know where do i need to be standing and these are the kinds of questions that as as performers are you know integral to our process so that's kind of what i wanted to share with yeah, people that, that the more time that you spend on it the better you'll be and you know it is uh human nature isn't it to judge somebody within the first few seconds of meeting them and you know if you can kind of confidently pitch yourself or confidently pitch your business and kind of like you said um those kind of strategies and um hints and tips and, and get over those mental blocks in your head it, it's going to become like we said right at the beginning better prospects better ways to influence those prospects so what would you kind of yeah. say um in presenting kind of anything in your business or you know having the confidence to go out there and network what would you say are like the, your top kind of tips your top three tips that you would say to kind of help people kind of put themselves out there in their business okay so what i would say is that if you're at a networking meeting and it's the first one that you've ever been to it might be a new networking meeting that you've never done before what i would say is that it's probably just as nervous for the people that you're going to be meeting. So take kind of reassurance or confidence in the fact that you're not alone. 70% of people have a fear of public speaking. The next thing that I'll say, you know, it's about being able to listen to what people, listen to pe what people are saying. It's about being able to understand when to breathe and pause. Um, for example, one of the confidence issues that people have if they are unpractised at public speaking is there is a desire to fill the space yeah. and so they continue yes. to ramble um, and this is what we don't want when we're trying to represent our business because there sometimes comes a point when we want to just stop what we're saying and let people think about what we're saying. The last thing that I would say about networking is to have a goal in mind. Set it small if you need to. It might just be, right, I'm gonna to speak to three people and I'm gonna have really good quality conversations. I want to get their business card and I wanna set up a one-to-one -one coffee if their objectives and their you know, business aligns with mine. You know, don't go in and try to think that you need to work the room and yeah, speak to everybody. And talk to everybody. The, la the, the last kind of special tip that I would give is use your host because that's what they're there for. They are probably most likely going to be a confident person because they want to invite 20 plus or more people to uh, share this space with them. So if you're feeling unconfident, use a host and say, can you introduce me to a couple of people? I don't know anybody, you know? So those are three or four really easy, really quick tips to get you over the, that first hurdle. Yeah, and the thing, you know, that those people that kind of go to um, networking events, and this is what we're trying to change in the industry that we kind of work in, that um, people do feel those nerves going into that, into that room don't they they kind of think that everybody kind of knows each other already it's a very corporate environment some, some of the networking events are quite a corporate environment and you know those tips are absolutely fantastic any anybody kind of listening that hasn't kind of thought to kind of pop to one of the networking events that we do um 
we do, you know, friendly quick chat around the room, it, and then yeah. there's time to network with those people if you want to go and network with them. You're not of. put on the spot to speak if you don't want to. You can just come, mm. you know, settle yourself in, and then you use the tips that um, Rowan was just saying. Especially, you know, like the I really like the have like some goals in mind. Like go there with with goals. But the thing is, as well, Rowan, it's probably important to kind of tell people is you know to ask yourself why are you attending the networking event in the first place like uh, and this is people people often don't look at networking events as um time in their business where it is actually time in your business to network and it is a very valid time in your business so if you go there and kind of almost don't speak to anybody are you using your time mm. um productively in your business for those kind of hours so even if you like you said you talk to one or two or three people and said with passion this is what i do um yeah take a look at what i do be great to kind of chat with you at the next one or great to kind of network separately or whatever it is you know going in and thinking oh i've got to introduce myself to 20 people that's it's so probably unachievable and it's really going to kind of, well, it would set my anxiety like through the roof. Well, you know, if you're trying to talk with 20 people in, you know, let's say your networking meeting is, is two hours, generally speaking, and you're going to have a speaker. Yeah. What quality conversation are you going to have with people? It's going to be really, really quick, small talk. And to be honest, I don't really want that when I'm going to a networking meeting. I don't want people who just want to pick up a card and move on to the next person. I want to build relationships. And this is what I mean. And, and normally I, I'd swear at this point, but I think we have got a profanity like we don't swear on our podcast. <laughs> but normally, like, no one gives one, do they? Like, no one cares about what you do because everybody's there to kind of uh, think about their business yes. as well and push their agenda and think about what it is that, you, that they do. So, you know... Hi, I'm so-and-so. You have to kind of think, right, make those meaningful and quality connections with people and look to how you can help that person. You know, I'm a florist and you're a, you know, a wedding planner. Could we put something together? Could we put some pictures together? Yes. Or, you know, have we got some shared clients that we can kind of refer to one another? And, and having that kind of attitude going into a yes. networking event as well is that, you know, nobody is going to care if you stand up and just say, Hi, I'm so and so from such and such a business. Nice to meet you. No, like, <laughs> how do, how do you how are you then standing out from all of the other people that do exactly yeah. the same as what you do? Yeah, and I think what one of the things that I was just thinking about as as you were talking um, about this is what is the core concept of public speaking? People when they start through the process of public speaking think it's about you but it's not it's about your audience it's about listening so when you're going networking like the best impression that you can give to people is that you care about what they're saying and yeah. you listen to them yes you need to say you know i'm the best florist in derby or manchester or wherever you're from but ultimately you know if you're not listening to other people We've all been to networking events where you've got somebody who's just chasing the cards and isn't listening to you, and you forget about them, and that's a connection yeah. and a relationship. And this lost. is and this is everything. Mm. Um, it's much more about that relationship building in every sense of your business now. It's even it even filters through into marketing. But yes. we won't kind of chat that about that today. But it is almost like 
I always use the dinner party analogy. Don't be that person at the dinner party that chats about the holiday they've been on, the fancy car that they drive, the amazing thing that's going on in their business and never gives anybody else a chance to kind of speak and let them kind of join in the conversation. And we all have been to some sort of event or some chatted to some sort of person that you walk away from and think, I'm going to forget about you as I leave this room. Like, um, and, and it's just about presenting yourself as you know the best that you can do in in that kind of short amount of time, isn't it? And having those kind of goals and structure um, really kind of helps with that sort of thing. Um, another kind of thing that people kind of really struggle with is is that approach. So you're at a networking event or maybe a wedding fair or you know in whatever situation, how what kind of tips have you got in terms of kind of that approach, approaching somebody or, you know, starting that conversation with your prospect or, or other Okay. So one of the, the, the key ones isn't about public speaking at all. It's about having an attractive stand. So having a product that you can talk about that's eye catching because it's much easier to have a conversation. If somebody says, Oh, I love those flowers. Can I try that cake? You know, or if you are a, a cake seller, can I give you a sample? You know, so it's about trying to break it down into smaller chunks and say, actually, how do I initiate the conversation? The second one is about being passionate about your product. If you're selling a service or an actual product, like I've just said, with cakes and flowers and, and dresses and whatever, you know, be passionate about what you're selling because the last thing that somebody wants to see is that they think it's a chore yeah. and that there isn't any passion about the product. And I've been, I've been in situations where people say, you know, I don't go and buy from this person because they look downright miserable and they're not really chatty. They don't engage with me. And that's not what people want when no. you're talking from a corporate environment about good customer service, like if you're in a big corporate um, or, you know, big business, you know, it will be talking about the training, we'll be talking about going out of your way. How have you made that customer feel special? And it's those kind of principles that we need to, and as business owners, yeah, focus this, on. This is what it is about a wedding fair as well, you know, telling yourself that I, th I think people kind of go into a wedding fair thinking, I've got to turn this person into a sale mm -hmm. and every person that walks Never gonna the hand, yeah, yeah, I've got to turn this person into a sale. And, um, one of the, one of the things that I used to do when we would do wedding fairs is that, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't say, have you got your dress yet? Because that shuts it down straight away. Like, oh, no. they're trying to sell me a dress instantly. <laughs> or, or no. Or what's your wedding day? Or... Yeah, we would, we would ask them, kind of a more open question to kind of get them to just chat in about to it because the people that are attending the fairs as well i i do think that they they go in with this kind of mentality that they feel like they're going to be pitched like sold all, at, yeah. all day long and and they don't like that either so no. you know if you can kind of you, you mentioned in your in your last kind of point like invite them in to a conversation or to start to build a relationship with somebody um yeah having that like go-to question or yeah. go-to comment that you kind of say as people approach you or as people are walking past is much easier um than thinking oh my word what am i what am i going to say what am i going to say that's it 
like I would even use things like I'm trying mm. to think if, if I saw like a bride that had a lovely bag like oh I really like your bag or oh your little girl's really cute or it doesn't have to, just anything to break that yeah. ice. yeah yeah to break the ice to kind of strike yeah. up a, a natural conversation yeah and what I think as well it's not really a third tip it's just an observation People who are going to wedding fairs are there for a reason. You are not standing on the street trying to say, please give me business. They are there for a reason. So, you know, kind of work out those nerves and sort of say, well, actually, you know what? I'm not in a space where I'm trying to aggressively grab people. You are trying to build a relationship and it might not, you know, it might be if you sell wedding dresses, for example, it might be that that person you know, wants a particular cut or style of dress that you just aren't interested mm-hmm. in. But they might know somebody in two years that's getting married and wants exactly that and will go, I remember these girls that I spoke to at Wedding Fair, really good, really personable, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We, we need to remember that one of the most active ways of promoting our business is word of mouth and, mm-hmm. and it happens from other people. And, and that's actually one of the most effective ways that when you, when you get that word of mouth, it's, it's way up there in the 90% so mm. people will then contact that business in terms of um, somebody else has had a, a genuinely brilliant experience from you and they'll rave. It's usually five people, I think, that they normally rave um, about your business mm. Um It was interesting there, you know, what you kind of um, said about kind of that referral. Um, and that's important in terms of anything that you kind of say or, you know, even if it is your stand or how you look in terms of facial expressions, etc., is projecting a message about your business, isn't mm-hmm. it? And um, kind of getting, getting that right or as friendly and open as possible is kind of it's, what we kind of, well, it's just what it's we kind of vital. Doing, yeah. I mean, one, one kind of thing that we would do so there was not a barrier, we would not sit behind that table, would we? Yeah. We'd get ourselves, we would push it back, get in front of the table, you know, stand, don't stand with your arms folded, look open, look inviting, because if you're stood there, like, and you're bringing all your worries and woes with you, and mm. you, you know, you got your arms folded, you're probably not going to look as approachable. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's another tactic, especially if you're a, a one man or one woman band take a friend that you can have a chat so that generally speaking if there's nobody coming to speak to you that you look like you're talking to a potential prospect and that you can easily pivot to you know as as has just said you know she's cute or i like your bag i do like what you said about um you know people come to wedding fairs for a reason and kind of telling yourself that and genuinely believing that you are there to help people and you're there to kind of people are at this wedding fair for, for it, yeah. to book supplies for their wedding and you are one of those suppliers potentially that they're going to be interested in so if you kind of have that mentality of that you're there to help people that they are going to be interested in what you've got to say um that's a great what kind of way to get yeah kind of over yeah. that kind of isn't it? I was going to say, you've just reminded me, and as well, you're not just there for other, um, you know, prospects in the sense of people mm-hmm. who are getting married and, you know, there's obviously other suppliers to talk to who you might be able to build, um, you know, coalitions or affiliate schemes between yourselves. Yeah. Or even collabs. I mean, we used to always, um, well, naturally, people will know you chat to the kind of stands around you anyway. Yeah. but. Um, I was a little bit more lucky in the sense, 
some of the time. Then we, I would have a team <laughs> of staff with me, a wedding pair. So I would kind of go and work the room a little bit in terms of I, I could leave my team yeah. knowing that they were kind of dealing with kind of couples yeah. on the day. Um, yeah, no, there have been some really, really great tips there. In terms of like, do you have any kind of tips in terms of speaking on Facebook Lives? This is something that we do get asked quite a lot about. Um, right. And people do really kind of struggle yeah. about kind of hopping on a Facebook Live video. And, it, and obviously, we are the Facebook Live a lot of people understand like the value and importance of them but the the thought of actually jumping on a live puts the fear of god into people right so you'll have to excuse this um product placement yeah so the line from dr pepper what's the worst that could happen you need to promote your business so whether it's a youtube video mm -hmm. a wedding fair a networking meeting or a facebook live what's the worst that could happen if it goes really, really poorly, and you know, uh, one of the uh, business gurus I follow is TV, and he'll talk about content, and he'll just say, "Just do it. Just, just stop yeah. procrastinating. Just do it. It'll always be better." You know, so don't don't go into a process and think that you need to be the finished article because mm -hmm. you're not. You're on a journey as as small business owners. We might start with you know a dream and a skill that we are the the best cake sellers in uh, liverpool for example yeah. you know but we're not the best marketers and we're not the best at finance and we're not the best at human resources and all the rest of it but we shouldn't pretend to be so we are going to have to go on a journey so that there are these skills and obviously i would say if it's something that you are severely worried about there are coaches that you can go to there are organizations that you can go practice to mm -hmm. but you know as i say practice practice film yourself you know majority of people have smartphones with really good cameras on uh these days so you can practice and you know but again I kind don't of, put the pressure on our kind of local groups are perfect for that like hop in one of our local networking groups and go and practice and get the support and yeah. feedback with the people other professionals in the area who are there that have got have got your back and know that you know hopping on a live i mean it's always second nature to us now because we've done so flipping many of them. <laughs> I actually counted how many hours we've done the other day, just in, over the last year. How many? And there's, there's more than kind of 100 hours worth of Facebook yeah. ideas in the last <laughs> year that we've done alone. Um, but we didn't always feel like this. No, no. Oh, me especially. Like, it would Honestly, I, I remember, I still remember the first time in the bridal shop when, you, when Katie was like, so like, Facebook Lives is like an up-and-coming thing, we're going to start doing them. I'm like no i'm not <laughs> in my head i'm like no i'm not but actually like you say what's the worst that's going to happen like just pull the video and i will like yeah. almost like guarantee that when you've finished you know, you're like pushing yourself over that boundary you'll be like oh that wasn't so bad actually and you'll feel amazing yes rather than going straight to a facebook live or video we're filming a podcast but you can record a podcast so you don't have to have the nerves of what you look like and just focus on your content and what you're you're saying yeah so i think that you need to you know build up to because what what we know is important with skill development is building it up in stages you don't just go from day one right you're going to start playing football and tomorrow you're going to be an international footballer no yeah. it doesn't have you have to build the skills over a set period of time and and hone your craft and ultimately 
that is what happens whether it's whether it's business or otherwise you have to put the time in and 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 practice of course yeah and i think um you know what was the great about kind of getting you on to chat all things public speaking is that you know i think when people think of public speaking they literally think about standing on a stage and giving a speech and that's actually not what it is and people you know we're public speaking day to day inside mm. of our businesses whether it's even you know a telephone consultation you know you're still yeah. out of that kind of comfort zone and speaking to a new prospect and giving an impression mm -hmm. of your business and an impression of you as a business person and you know whether that be at a wedding fair or like you said at a networking event there is a lot more to public there is, yeah. Probably speaking, I'm just standing on a stage and delivering a speech, which most people would just assume it was that, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the, the, the one thing that I would say is that with the, the proliferation of small businesses, it's one of the hardest things um, to do at the moment because there's so much competition from just being found, like the organic reach of Facebook, for example, you know, is so hard to be found. So this is one of the problem with 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 public speaking and businesses in in general is that and i'm i'm guilty of it in other areas that i'm not as skilled in is that we think that we'll just do it because there are so many tools we'll just get on you know so i thought you know i'll be great at marketing because i do facebook and instagram no yeah it's taken a long time to work out how to do a content plan and to have engaging content that people want to respond to. I'm still not there yet, um, but if you ask me to speak in front of an audience and get a response, I'll be a little bit better. And, that, that and this is it. And it's about people being able to say, it's okay not to be good at everything. And, and this is something that, you, even in my personal life, I say quite a lot. <laughs> it's okay. Like it, it's you all know, right. You don't need to be good at everything and you wouldn't be ever expected to be good at everything and you know as small business owners and, and you know I, I can only relate it to business because that's all I know yeah is that we are expected to switch and swap all of these different hats all of the time and it, and it is okay to say right you know I'm really good at that but with this this and this I might need a little bit mm -hmm. of extra coaching or help or sitting on YouTube and learning, learning yeah and crafting that skill like you said mm. um you know we we all have been to wedding fairs and we've seen people that have just sat behind the stands with their phone all day yeah and, and i'm not even a bride and that annoys me um you don't want to be that person do you you want no. to be the person that when people have yeah. left that fair and they've spoken to 40 other people at the fair that you're in their top three that they want to go they want to chat to tomorrow or you know <laughs> they want to go and check out your Facebook page or your Instagram or your website because you had a conversation, you had a little bit of a giggle, you seemed interested in their wedding, you seemed interested in them as a person yeah. and you've connected yeah. on a level, which then helps the sale when it comes further down the line, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, ultimately, you know, for want of a cliche, people buy from people. And if you don't want to be there and you don't want to talk to people, why are you doing what you're doing? You might have bills to pay, but it might be better for you to be working in a corporate job somewhere else. And this, you this have is, to have. Yeah, sorry. Like this is exactly. Um, you know, we say this a lot. People buy people buy deep from people, and it's the one way that you're going to make yourself stand out. It's a it is a crowded market. Like weddings are a crowded field. We all know that there are you know a hundred 
other florists that your prospect could contact why are they going to want to contact you and you know you might be the best florist in liverpool but you know if you've got resting thingy face (laughs) like yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah people have got um purchasing power don't they and you know you should be working for that money as well. Like you said, if you don't love what you do and you don't want to genuinely help that um, couple, provide them with the best flowers for their wedding because, you know, they deserve that, then yeah. do, are you in the right kind of job? Is it, is it right for you to kind of be in that kind of job? And, you know, wedding fairs and, you know, chatting about your business. So, yeah, it should, it should really excite you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, ultimately... You know, you have to be honest with yourself when you're coming into into business for yourself. Is this something that you can get up in the morning and go, I am passionate about delivering this because there are going to be hard experiences that you're going to go through and you need to be able to deal with them. Um, unless you're in a really enviable position where you can either outsource or bring people in mm-hmm. to be your, your front person. I mean, there's probably chief executives somewhere um that really hate the kind of you know advocacy of the business yeah um but they've got really great directors of people and really great sales managers and that, that just do it for them i just can't see that ever that world ever happening for the wedding industry and i know there are mm. like some big department stores now that are kind of opening down down in the capital that kind of have um little bits of everything but i do think the weddings are so personal they are yeah i agree the couples you know they're trusting mm. you with leaving an impression of their day and getting their personality right in their day that if you are not coming across as you know somebody that cares and somebody that you know yes is going to you know you might be able to produce something that's absolutely amazing but unless you are on to the next best thing that somebody else hasn't picked up on yet there there is going to be somebody else down the line yeah. that that they could find that from yeah. is what is what is making you be that person that they want to do business with um or you know the, the supplier that they want to grab for a coffee or the supplier that excites them because you're going to uh, be able to refer them clients to or you know in whichever situation it is whether it be at networking events or like you said before whether you're just in the supermarket and somebody recognizes you from such and such a business and it is definitely something that I said right at the beginning that I do need to get better at doing is to kind of that that little pitch um, some people call it an elevator pitch don't they that little pitch at the beginning that you can kind of say this is what I do and, and say that with kind of Yes. Yeah, confident. Yeah, almost. But, but again, the elevator pitch, what is it there for? It is to build a relationship. So it's about focusing on what that person needs to hear to take the relationship forward. Yeah. What is, you know, when we've got things going on in our lives, we are very self-interested at times and we only need to hear what is important for us. So, you know, I'm the best dressmaker in Birmingham you need to work with me because of that. And that is what some people will need to hear at that right time. And we need to we need to remove the pressure of, you know, kind of converting the prospects straight away because it's about building a relationship. Totally. Yeah. Is it like it's not about getting that booking at that wedding fair. And I do hear like some suppliers sometimes say like, oh I've booked three brides today. But actually it's not always about that. And don't feel like you have yeah. to 
have to book on that day, you know, to get a sale from them. It's about building that rapport. Yeah, definitely. But, but all, yeah. also that rapport to make them take the next step, whether that is to um, check you out on Facebook mm -hmm. or check you out on Instagram and give you that follow so that when your mm -hmm. sale comes maybe a little bit further down the line, maybe you make um, wedding signs or something like that, or maybe you're a DJ or a magician and, and you come further down the line in, in terms of the booking process, that they already have that relationship with you because they have met you at a wedding fair, they were really interested in, um, in what you did and, and you were you showed them an amazing trick yes. which pulled them mm. in then they followed you on social media and and they're conversing with you on social media and, and and then when they come to having a little bit of extra budget and they want to spend it you're the natural choice in their head because they've built this relationship with you over that kind yeah. of period of time um yeah i know it's been really great to talk to you and i think i think the biggest thing that i'm going to take away from this is to kind of stop yeah. telling myself that other people aren't interested in what i do because that's almost what i tell myself in my head all of the time that other people yeah. that's that's almost why i kind of like um shorten down what i do and kind of play it down a little bit because i just feel like <laughs> yeah people aren't interested, aren't interested. actually you're there to do a job like if you're at a networking event other people are there to network with you mm. and you know if, if i've got something that can help people amazing brilliant and if i'm there at a wedding fair i'm there to serve you know brides and grooms and couples and they're going to be interested in what I do. And if they're not going to be interested in what you do, that's okay. Like, it's okay. I'm not going to stand and, and spend 20 minutes of my time chatting to them. Um, the, the, the key to say is that you're not going to force them to chat for 20 minutes. Yeah, if they're course. not there for you, if they're just there for one kind of industry supplier, then that's okay. Just, you know, we put way too much pressure on ourselves and there's no need for it, you know, in the sense of, um, converting prospects, for for example, they might be in exactly the right position that mm -hmm. they need to be for us. We might have done everything 100% A-star right and they still don't buy. Yes. And it's okay. And we need to tell us ourselves it's okay. I know it's difficult when you get into, you know, submitting your accounts or, you know, paying the staff or whatever and you're like, oh, no, where's this coming from? And I really need that 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 um sale but we need to we need to be okay with um the lack of emergency needs to build it might be that that client that you've done everything right for and it just falls at the last hurdle wasn't right for you at that time but she's got a best friend who's getting married in six months yeah. and you are going to get on like a house on fire and because you've built a strong personable relationship yeah you're in that position to, to act. And, and that's exactly the same when you're networking with kind of other suppliers yeah. as well, that, you know, mm -hmm. you might not be the cake maker that can that make that particular cake for that client, but yeah, you know somebody from a networking event that can do that or um, vice versa, that kind of relationship can kind of fall back on you. Or, you know, when you're, when, um, we always related to the bridal shop. We used to run two hour appointments. So we would have a lot of chat in that time. And we're not the only people chatting to clients, you know, as wedding suppliers are chatting to clients all day long when you are not in your business chatting to wedding suppliers. So, you know, one of the most natural things that kind of comes up is what's next? Yes. What's yeah. next for you? What, um, what do you need help with next in your wedding? And, you know, they're always, you know, it might be the honeymoon or it might be, you know, that they're looking for a great beautician or anything like that. And then you've got that kind of 
field of people that you can kind of refer people like and network. network to. Yeah. And say, oh, you know, I know a great beautician actually. Like she's always got really great nails. Like let me give you a card or let me kind of introduce yeah. you to that kind of person. If you're that person at that networking event that doesn't kind of is that is that person that kind of chats about themselves and leaves that bit almost bitter tasting because you've not listened to anybody and you've not kind of presented yourself as you would do to a client yeah. you're, you're never going to be the person that people refer mm. on oh yeah that, that's just not going to happen yeah i was going to say it's just about respecting people and respecting yes. the relationship so for me there is no difference between a supplier that i want to network with and a client because mm -hmm. they are both potential referrals or potential business in the future like i might meet somebody at a networking meeting who is great at a you know delivering a1 presentations and pictures at work stand up and talk about the daughter and how it's the best day of the life and that they've been waiting for it for so many years you know it's a different kind of pressure it's a different kind of emotion it's a different skill set to be able to deal with that yeah, no, that's that's great. That is amazing. I was just going to say, I think if if we all a little bit try to take that pressure off ourselves when we are going to networking events or even you know dealing with clients at, at wedding fairs, that passion and your love for your business will definitely come through a lot more than if you are trying you know going there with the goal of let's say for a wedding fair, I'm going to get that book in, I'm going to get gonna, that book or in, I'm going to convert ten clients yeah, no. or whatever whatever it may be, you know. Yeah. Maybe try telling yourself, I'm going to tell three people or ten people why I love what I do yeah. or why I'm fantastic yeah. at what I do and look at it it's that way. Rather than going in with really big goals of getting sales from networking meetings or wedding fairs, it's about having the consultation meeting. Because mm -hmm. if you if you run the numbers, if you have 20 consultations, you might get one or two sales out of those 20 consultations. Yeah. But it's about building those relationships. Because as we've said, it might not be right for them, but they might know somebody who it is right for. No, no, that's great. That's really great. Thank you so much for chatting really, to us really loved um, it. today. Uh, like I said, that's the kind of big tip that I'm going to kind of take away and start to kind of not make things so massive in, mm -hmm. in my head. Yeah. But kind of yeah. everything that you kind of said, and I'm really great we had this chat, was part of the reason why we set up the network in the first place, wasn't it? Yes. To, to enable people to network within the industry a lot easier than how it has been in the past for, for our particular industry anyway. Um, Rowan, where can people find out more about you and about you know the coaching that you kind of do and the, and the support that you kind of um, give to people? Okay, so my website is www.portavocecoach.com or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at mm -hmm. Portavoce Coach. I'm also on LinkedIn if you use that as Rowan Draper or Porter Voce Coach as well. Uh, amazing. And I know that you share like lots of little bits and nuggets and pieces of advice that people can kind of go and check out all of that. Yeah, like on Tuesdays, that's what I'm committing to is I've got 52 top tips of um, things that will help you with public speaking pitched for beginners, intermediates and advanced speakers yeah, so great. there's going to be something for everybody i'm definitely going to follow that i actually want to get better at public speaking this year really oh know. me 100 million definitely percent. And, it, and it's um <laughs> like we said it's not just the fact of standing up on a stage you know we do a lot of online course recording and things like that and that is a kind of public speaking so um like you said right at the beginning it's a skill and i'm definitely aware that i've picked up some bad habits 
just because I'm a talker and I never shut up, but I, I don't need to kind of bring that to my workspace and I need to kind of drop that in my, in my work environment. So, no, thank you so much for your time thank today, you. Rowan. I really appreciated uh, chatting with you and we hope that you, you guys that have listened have picked up some really great tips on, yeah. on, better, on how better to kind of influence those prospects and kind of put yourself across more confidently in that's it yes so don't forget guys also um to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with all of the new podcasts that we put out there and also um if you haven't already just leave us uh, a little review thanks guys thank you for listening thank you Bye. for having me no problem thanks Ryan. you don't need to be good at everything and you wouldn't be no. ever expected to be good at everything 